You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Okay, do you want to have a contest? To see who can eat the most hot dogs, or yes. are we doing it the quickest? Most. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> like, are we even going to watch the game? Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Travis Curra. He is Brazilian Thai. Not only does he get Brazilians, he also gets pedicures. Oh, oh now we're telling stories out of school. <laughs> out of school? Well, I mean, I... This was off mic. I don't know why we're bringing it up now. I thought I was off the record. Are you ashamed about it? No, actually, I'm not because they are glorious. And you'll never guess who's coming with me. Who? My stepdad. He, he's getting one, too. It's his birthday. <laughs> it's a boy's night out. Oh, my God. And best part is mom booked it. Oh my God! I I need a pedicure, but I if somebody touches my feet, my uh, my reflex will kick them directly in the jaw. So, <laughs> in the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. I did want to start the show with saying how much I love minor league baseball. So can can we just go to that now? Because the Winnipeg Gold mm-hmm. Eyes. <laughs> They're having bacon night at the ballpark. This is what they have going on. Bacon pecan pie, bacon pizza, maple bacon cookie dough, bacon ranch subs, bacon Caesars, bacon dogs, bacon pierogi poutine. Are you kidding me? I love minor league baseball. Not only minor league baseball, but I mean, bacon. I, I think it's safe to say that we both love bacon. I mean, there's probably only two things on this list or maybe three things that I would eat. But I, it is getting very frustrating to talk about food with you. Like I actually feel like banging my <laughs> like, head off of I'm, a desk. I'm not. I'm not going to eat pecan pie. I'm not going to eat the cookie dough. I'm not going to eat the sub. It's got ranch on it, and I'm definitely not eating the pierogi poutine. So, what's wrong with the cookie dough? There's nothing in there that you wouldn't like. And don't tell me about the raw egg stuff because that's crap. I've eaten pounds of cookie dough in my life and I've never gotten sick off of it. Continue. You cannot improve cookie dough even with bacon. That is the one thing on planet Earth that bacon does not improve is cookie dough. Okay. I I, I agree with you there. I had deep fried cookie dough and it wasn't good. Yeah, but in a in a the only thing that makes cookie dough better would be would be ice cream. Like in a blizzard, that's the that's the best. I can't believe I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to take know, my right? head off the desk now. <laughs> Every now and then, I would not drink the bacon Caesars because I think Caesars are disgusting. Okay, well you you're totally wrong there. So there's no. that. <laughs> if I want veggies, I'm not going to drink them. I tell you that that to me is just and. If you yeah, put clam in your beer, keep walking. I don't want to be friends. No, with you. okay. Yeah, then, then you obviously don't like beer, so then don't drink it. 
you're you're wasting all the good beer for everybody else. <laughs> Uh, the Montreal Alouettes have signed returner Shakir Ryan. I was a bit surprised that he actually got released after the preseason, so it's good to see him land with Montreal. He might be able to do some good things because, I mean, they got to audition some returners after Stefan mm-hmm. Logan is uh, sent packing. And then, I mean, Ryder Stone has been pretty serviceable. He's uh, all right, you know, yeah. In, in, in doing his job. But, I mean, when you have the opportunity to get a guy like Shakir Ryan, I think if you're the Alouettes, you definitely have to jump on it. And, you know, they're 3-2 and two right now. No reason to not try to stay hot. I know it's a bye week, so he'll have extra time uh, to kind of kind of get uh, worked into the system and, and could be a really good addition uh, to that special teams unit. We've been kind of waiting for a week where no fines have been dished out. This was not the week. And actually, this week was a who's who of the best names in the CFL as to who got uh uh, find Arjun Colhoun of the Edmonton Eskimos was fined for a high hit on Quan Bray. Uh, Hinoch Muamba was fined for a high hit on Trevor Harris. And Ebenezer Ogundeko was fined for a low hit on Cody Fajardo. I was a bit surprised that Mac Henry didn't uh, yeah. get a little lighter in the wallet. I, I think that I think that one is more glaring than these three uh, that get fined. I think the miss fine on Mac Henry. Uh, Riley didn't get hurt. It's still unnecessary, and uh, I believe that it was fully intentional for him to roll into Riley like that, trying to hurt him, so I think they missed the fine there. Okay, let's go through week seven. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em, and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. It's a double header on Thursday night. I just need to say, I don't like that the games overlap by probably fifteen minutes or half an hour. Don't nah, doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I, I don't no, know why. It's, don't. it's stupid. I don't. I, I, the, the scheduling thing, and I don't. It makes zero sense. Uh, you don't need to have two games. Why? Why? Why are we having two games on a Thursday night? Uh, why, why are we making four teams play a quote unquote short week? The Calgary Stampeders are five-and-a-half-point favorites as they travel to Ottawa. The last time the Stampeders actually lost two in a row on the road was 2015. So uh, I think they're in a pretty good shape heading into this one. And as far as somebody who's not going to be on the field this week, it looks like Bo Mitchell's recovery is actually going well. Farhan Lauji kind of said that it looks like his pec is almost fully healed. Um, he hopes to be able to practice soon. He did go to Los Angeles for a cortisone shot. It looks like he'll be el- eligible to come off the sixth game against Montreal on August 17th. But if he doesn't play that week, the following week is a bye. So then he could have another couple weeks of rest heading into the Labor Day Classic against the Eskimos. This is good news for the Stampeders and good news for the CFL because I think a lot were fearing the worst when it came to Bo. And, you know, with it being a non-contact injury, there's nobody really to blame. Uh, which, I mean, when you when you look at it, you know, if if the Riders' season goes down the tubes, everybody's going to blame Simone Lawrence because Kalaros is out. Right. Right? This is just – it's non-contact. It's a free – it happens. Uh, Nick Arbuckle has stepped in and done a, done a really good job. Uh, he's kept his team in the hunt, but – if if Bo is healthy and ready to come back, whether it's on the seventeenth, like you said, or uh, Labor Day, and you know the way things are shaping up, it could 
the Labor Day and the Labor Day Classic and the rematch could be huge when it comes to playoffs uh, in the West, especially between Edmonton and Calgary. So if he's healthy enough on the seventeenth, uh, you know. I, I could see them playing him there, but I think if he is definitely healthy on the 17th, that he definitely plays Labor Day, if not coming off the sixth game on time. And you can't tell me the Stampeders don't like these this cap savings with that big contract oh. that they gave to Bo. So if yeah. a couple guys ended up getting cut from the NFL, Thurman, uh, Singleton, they'll have money to pay them after Labor Day if they come back. Which is exactly what Calgary needs, right, is – is, is more able-bodied athletes to fill holes on a roster that has been in the last three Grey Cups. Uh, they get their starting center in Yukombre <laughs> Williams back. Uh, Kamar Jordan was actually seen with the team. Mm-hmm. They say he's far away from playing again. He might be around uh, Labor Day. And it's it's looking like that rookie... Uh, Herji Mayala will start to see a bigger role in this offense. He got in last week, had his first career catch. Uh, I know that field wide receiver spot is kind of a graveyard for receivers a little bit, but if he's able to produce, mm-hmm. he might uh, bring in some value on the fantasy side of things eventually. Well, and the only thing is that there is a glut of, of talent in the wide receiver position for Calgary right now with, with Eric Rogers, Bagleton, uh, Marquise Ambles, Juan Breskison, uh, even Sindani, you add Mayala to that. If everybody's healthy, it's really hard to find enough touches for everybody. Uh, that being said, he has shown that, you know, like you said, it is kind of a crapshoot when you're playing the position he is. Uh, but if he can, you know, make a couple plays, uh, make a couple catches and, and put up some points, it might start looking his way a little more. But it's really hard to take touches away from the likes of Breskison and Rogers right now. While Rogers, not so much. He's only targeted twice last week. But Breskison and Bagleton have, have been target monsters so far this year. As for the Red Blacks, long snapper Louis-Philippe uh, Barassa has been suspended for violating the drug policy. He had said that it was in and over-the-counter thing. This is kind of what they all say that they don't know that they then, uh, then read it. read what's in it. Yeah, yeah. The, the ingredients are labeled. If and if you if you don't know, ask your trainer. Did you see Jeff? The Hex trainer will tweet? have a list. <laughs> I did. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, throwing some fire this uh, this kid's mm-hmm. way, but he's going to miss two games. And I saw somebody say, "Take the wrong drugs." You miss two games, knock somebody out of a game with a headshot, miss two games. Is there something uh, off balance there? <laughs> uh, no comment. I plead the fifth. <laughs> it looks like uh, Jonathan Jennings is going to start for the Ottawa Red Blacks again after that can, train can wreck only last go up. week. That's can right. Only go up from here. He's not going to throw I, I, for 44 I, I, yards. No, you. you I bet you Trey Roberson has 44 interception return yards, though. <laughs> but Ottawa is just not healthy at all right now. Nope. They're going to be without Seth Coat and R.J. Harris. Teams have been able to key in on and shut down Brad Sinopoli so far this mm-hmm. year. So they're going to need a Dominic Rimes, even a Gio- Julian Fioli Godino. I, I was hoping you weren't going to say him. <laughs> Caleb Hawley to step up in this one the receiving core i think is probably the weakest in the canadian football league mm-hmm. in ottawa right right now for sure i mean sinopoli not exactly your your deep field or your downfield threat 
Uh, and with Harris out, Rhymes has to step up for sure. And, and Rhymes showed a lot of a lot of chemistry with Dom Davis early on in the year, but now with John Jennings, it, it doesn't seem to quite be there. Uh, they do have I want they do have a lot of wide receivers or a lot of receivers. Sorry, not not any of none of them really are are your top flight uh, would be a number one on another team right now. Uh, you know. Noel Thomas is going to have to step up. Uh, like you said, Caleb Hawley, Julian Fiola, Godino, uh, Dominique Rams, they're going to have to find a way, but I just I just don't see it uh, happening this week. And if John Jennings does what he did last week, I, I think we see Will Arndt a lot quicker uh, than we did. It feels pretty crazy to be talking this way, but a lot of fans in Ottawa are not happy with the job that their general manager has done uh, in the But he did exactly what they wanted. <laughs> they did want Dom Davis at times last Dom year. Dom Davis is your starter, and this is what you get, so shut up. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any axe can fall <laughs> when they were just in the Grey Cup last year, right? No. Uh, Unless they know, don't rough, win rough. another game, but... Yeah, but rough start at two and sixteen their first year. Go to the Grey Cup the second year. Uh, perennial favorites in the East year in year out with Trevor Harris. Uh, I think you get a little you got a little bit of a grace period here. You, you knew there was going to be some regression, uh, and you know guys chose not to go to Ottawa, and maybe Ottawa didn't offer certain guys and whatever. Uh, you know they 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 got to give them a chance to build this thing back up. I mean, you were in the Grey Cup the last two years. Right, yeah. Right, so, I mean, they've obviously done something right. Uh, and it, eventually, it, every team goes through it. It's, it's cyclical. So, you know, give them, a, give them a year or two to tr- try to rebuild this thing and get it back. And maybe Dom Davis is the starter that everybody thinks he can be, and he, he just needs to stay healthy. Uh, and that could turn everything around. But, uh, yeah, I don't think you can really fire anybody right now. <laughs> Ottawa is one of three teams giving up over – 400 yards a game. They're giving up mm-hmm. 33 and a half points uh, a week. This is an opportunity for the Calgary Stampeders. But after the heat wave in Montreal last week, I figured, well, let's look at the forecast in Ottawa. Looks like 29 degrees, risk of a thunderstorm. Friday, 32. Saturday, 31. Sunday, 31. Monday, 30. I <laughs> I would get oh on my, my boat God. and head north if I was living in uh, Ontario like, right you know, now. You know, how, you know how people want the season moved up because it's too cold for Grey Cup. Yeah, Thirty degree weather that. keeps me away from keeps me away from the football stadium because it's too hot to go bake in the sun. You know what? I feel like the the talk of moving the season up has kind of died down in the last. Uh, uh, I'm starting while. it back up just so I can argue with people on Twitter. And I think it might have to do with the attendance struggling and uh, uh, maybe the ratings as well. Because traditionally, after Labor Day, that picks up. So, yeah. like it, it, The weather has been pretty decent for the majority of the games, and we're still having attendance issues, so it, it's not timing right, of the right. season. So what's the over-under on the storm delay here? I'm going to set it at 20.5 minutes. <laughs> You know what? It's going to be longer just to screw over TSN scheduling. Oh, you're going to, God. You have to watch it on like TSN 4 or like something like that, right? Yeah, it'll be like an hour and a half. 
Is there any scenario where you would take a Ottawa Red Black on your fantasy team other than John Crockett? I'm not even taking John Crockett. But I could see why you wouldn't mind having I mean, him on your team. Cheap, cheap option at running back for sure. But yeah, I'm not touching anybody on Ottawa with a 10-foot pole. I mean, Julian Fioli Godino is the leading point getter against Calgary in his career with 9.2 for the wide receivers. The Calgary Stampeders did struggle against the run uh, early in the season. Mm-hmm. They had some injuries at defensive tackle, but right now they're giving up 92.8 yards on the ground. That is fourth best in the Canadian Football League. Corey Greenwood has turned it on. He is a tackling machine. If he stays healthy, the Calgary defense and props to props to the coaching staff for keeping them together with all the turnover. I think everybody was worried about the secondary and the defensive line, but they've they've done really well. They're not on the record-setting pace they were last year, but it's not a bad defense by any means. No, and we talked with John Hodge. I believe it was before the draft. You know, and they they just draft. They don't draft by position. They don't do any of that. They draft the best player available, no matter where they play, right? And it just so happens that that guys fall into their lap like that. So that helps. They're they're really prudent getting free agents. They're so good at finding guys that are that are able to play basically any DB position almost, and they just find the pieces that they need. And, yeah, it looked rough to start the year, but they just kept working on it, working on it, and a very experienced coaching staff. I know they lost Clay Brooks, but with Dave there, and you still have Huffnagel uh, in – Sorry, in the front office, this the continuity like we see in Winnipeg. It it just it's starting to come together, and you know when you have guys like Trey Roberson doing what they're doing, and Corey Greenwood playing like he is right now, it, it's really easy to make a defense look real good. Everybody talks about Bo Mitchell's win loss record. Well, Brandon Smith, a longtime defensive back with mm-hmm. the Calgary Stampeders, I think he's played in six Grey Cups. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the entire league. They have a 122-38-1 win-loss record when he's in the lineup. And, yeah, he's playing tonight in Ottawa. <laughs> That's like our high school football team. They were, they were undefeated when we watched at home. Yeah, they had a great record. I was a great spectator. You're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were awesome. <laughs> Tabor Corn. Moving on to Edmonton, where the Eskimos are 12.5-point favorites over the Toronto Argonauts. And, I mean... <laughs> On on the surface, it looks like a, a fair spread. The Eskimos have the best offense in the league. The Argos are zero and five, but the Eskimos are coming off a twenty to ten loss to the Owls on Saturday. They're on a short week. The Argos have stayed in Alberta. I think we've been talking about this for three weeks. Mm-hmm. The Argos have been in Alberta or been in the West for three weeks, and they put up a fight against Calgary last week. I think they're going to put up a fight against Edmonton in this one. I think for sure they are. Edmonton, you know, short week. They've gone from B.C. to Montreal. Now they're coming back to Edmonton. Uh, they're going to be in tough against an Argo team whose defense played pretty well last week. They did. They kept uh, a minute. Against Calgary. They kept, they're the only reason it was only a 10-point game. Uh, you know, especially when they turn the ball over seven times, that game could have got out of hand real early, real quick. Uh, but they they hung around and the defense played real well, and were, they were able to get 
to Nick Arbuckle, and I, I can see this week them being able to get to Trevor Harris as well. The Argos do have some changes in their offense. Brandon Burks is set to make the start for the Argos instead of James Wilder Jr. He's just over $2,900 on TSN CFL Fantasy. And Chandler mm-hmm. Worthy is starting at slot back in place of the injured Armani Edwards. As for Edmonton, Shaq Cooper is going to start at running back. He's $4,500 on TSN CFL Fantasy with C.J. Gable having the game off. Moss just said he wanted to give him a rest, and it looks like there's going to be no Devaris Daniels. Tavon Smith will start at field wideout while Kenny Stafford moves to the boundary. But also for the Eskimos, defensive back Forrest Hightower has been placed on the six-game injured list. So the penalties... The injuries continue to pile up for the Eskimos. It's sort of a familiar story over the past mm-hmm. couple seasons for this team. But uh, I think the Argos should be feeling okay coming into this game. Um, them start Edmonton starting Shaq Cooper over C.J. Gable makes no difference because they weren't giving the ball to C.J. Gable anyways. True. Uh, if you're only going to rush him eight times, uh, you can find another guy to do that for cheaper. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, but so I don't think that changes a lot of their game plan. Uh, as for Devaris Daniels being a big body receiver, it, his only issue is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy basically his, during his career. So, uh, you know, the the changes they got to make at the receiver position could kind of play into the hands of the defense for for Toronto. Uh, you know, Armani Edwards being out, they still have S.J. Green and Durrell Walker as options in in Toronto, uh, but Armani. Uh, is a really nice third option for McLeod Bethel Thompson. Very capable, a very capable wide receiver. Uh, you know that usually is able to get favorable matchups, and the, 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 he'll be missed. But Chandler, Chandler Worthy could step in and, and fill that role for a game or two for sure. I kind of like uh, Tavon Smith as sort of a flyer on your fantasy team this week. He's shown flashes. He has the speed. And he mm-hmm. might be able to get into open space a little bit here. And you know what? Natea Jay has been putting together a nice little season for himself here, too. So it might be a good option there. I'm kind of on the side where I want to avoid the Eskimos receivers. Normally, I like yeah. to pair up a quarterback with a receiver. But you know, you don't know who's going to get the ball. Once bitten, twice shy. Oh, yeah. I've been uh, you, burned you too had, many times. I believe you had Ricky Collins last week, and I had Kenny Stafford. I had Ellingson. No, I had, you had Ellingson, and I had DeVaris Daniels, and it bit us both. <laughs> and then, yeah, Stafford was getting the ball thrown to him. He could have had a nicer game if it weren't for yeah. a timely holding penalty. But, I mean, you can mm-hmm. take a flyer on anybody you want. I would... Uh, yeah. I would go towards the cheaper guys just because you're not out as much. Yeah. Tavon Smith at $2,500, 5.2 in his career average. Natea J and three games against Toronto average 4.2. He's just over $3,700. So there's some pretty cheap options to be had out there if you want to load up at other spots. Now, the Argos have had a rough rush defense (laughs) to start the (laughs) Start the season, uh, 6.1 yards a carry. They're giving up over 150 yards on the ground. If you want to play Shaq Cooper, I'm not going to oppose it. But I kind of like playing uh, Martise Jackson in this one. He's around $3,000, and I know he's only going to get the returns. The Argos are not 
doing all so hot when it comes to uh, their special teams. And we've seen mm-hmm. Corey McDermott get uh, lambasted by Jason Moss in the past. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah, it it totally is. And they're giving up over 33 yards, I believe, on kickoffs on average. So mm-hmm. if you want to take Martise Jackson and take the flyer and you need to save some money, I have nothing against that. Much much like my Marcus Thigpen pick last week, uh, if the offense plays like it did last week where Edmonton is able to get some stops – against a team that can't finish a drive. I mean, the, the return yards and the return opportunities are going to be there for Martise Jackson. Uh, that being said, if they turn the ball over eight times, they're not going to have a lot of opportunities to punt. Yeah, the key for Edmonton here is to keep the stupid penalties down to a minimum. They, they reduced well, we, their... we both know that's not going to happen. <laughs> they, they reduced their penalties last week, but the timing of them were just worse. And then, Mm -hmm. as for the Argos, it's simply protect the ball. Brandon Burks uh, has come (laughs) in uh, limited times this season, has had trouble with that. But McLeod Bethel-Thompson throwing four interceptions last week. If he throws one, they maybe win that game against Calgary. Which is a scary thought. It totally is. But that is also a sign of, of of a football team that's not very good right now turning the ball over that much. So they probably didn't deserve Absolutely. to win. Right. Uh, this is also his, this also be his first start against Edmonton. And, you know, in his career starts, he's averaged 15.3 points uh, against the rest of the league. His, co- his, his price is only 56.70. So if, if you think that, you know, he can carve up, I mean, he's been throwing for over 300 yards uh, this yeah. season. Uh, it's just the interceptions and the turnovers that'll hurt you. Uh, but if you think you can protect the ball a little better this week, the, the, some adjustments will be made, which I would hope they would be after turning the ball over as much as they did last week. It could be a very cheap option uh, to start at quarterback. So far, the Eskimos have the number one pass defense in the league, 174.3 yards a game. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to win if they keep up with the aggressive uh, defense against pressure on the quarterback. If they if they don't pressure McLeod Bethel Thompson, which I have no reason to expect that they won't, although they only had one full day of practice this week, that is something mm-hmm. to remember. And they're up against a different sort of running back in Brandon Burks. I know James Wilder Jr. leads the league in yak, but Brandon Burks, I feel like if you get him into open space, he's probably more dangerous than James Wilder Jr. He can definitely make people miss. That oh, yeah. is for sure. Right, uh, and like you said, with Edmonton only having one week or one day of practice, sorry, uh, it's going to be a it's a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, you know, coming across country to play a home game, it's almost like another road game, uh, except you get to sleep in your own bed. Oh yeah, and you know what, Ricky Ray was seen uh, around the stadium this week. I, I really like that throwing the ball to Jason Moss a little bit. So who knows if he's going to be in the stadium on Thursday? His two old teams playing each other, but I, I would like to see uh, Ricky Ray show up. And it's it's a big game for the Eskimos. They've got Thursday night football, 225 hot dogs. They've got 525 beers. They've got a UFC autograph session at the, the beginning of the game. There's a lot going on in Edmonton. It looks like I've seen they're trending between twenty seven and 30,000 tickets sold. So that's more than their home opener. 
And <laughs> they're doing something right, and they're doing their best to bring fans back into the stands when it's free for everybody 17 and under. I totally didn't hear a word you said after you mentioned the cheap hot dogs. Oh, because you're that obsessed with the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't love a good cheap hot dog? And you're not coming. I am coming. You are? I am. Because of the we're hot dogs. The road at, yeah, we're hitting the road at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, do you want to have a contest? To see who can eat the most hot dogs, or yes. are we doing it the quickest? Most. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> like, are we even going to watch the game? <laughs> yeah, they need to bulldoze and open up the section between the lower and upper bulls so we can just stand in the concourse and eat hot dogs. I guess we could stand in the end zone. Or we could like stand, just stand at the concession and keep buying hot dogs because there's a TV there. <laughs> and really pay attention when you hear uh, the, the crowd cheer because it's delayed in the, on the TV. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like when you when we have an overtime pool every year in the playoffs, and if somebody's watching in standard def, they have like a five second lead on making their picks for the game winning goal. Are you serious? Yeah, it's brutal. So now everybody just watches in standard def, so it screws everybody else over. <laughs> this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. See, when you save money, you'll be able to bring the bagels home, Ty. I, I don't mind a good plain bagel loaded up with butter. <laughs> Hey, that's not animal friendly anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, if you're going to bring home bacon, though, I'm all for it. Uh, that's why I'm bringing home bagels, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're not coming home to me. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. So choose to get it from Park Power because you go on their website, parkpower.ca. You can plop in what you're paying for your energy now, and it'll tell you exactly how much you are going to save. And you're going to support local charities in the province, and you're supporting hardworking people in this province as well. That's like three birds in one scone. Uh, if you do decide to switch, it's real easy. Uh, parkpower.ca. You can make that switch today. Go to parkpower.ca. The Friday Nighter has Winnipeg as two-and-a-half-point favorites in Hamilton at the Donut Box to take on the Tiger Cats. Now, this is the heavyweight battle. This mm -hmm. is uh, Tyson and Holyfield. Who is the Tyson well, was, that's ready to think, bite the I was ear? Thinking I was thinking Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> so you're saying the Ticats are Douglas and coming in for the upset? No. <laughs> no, yeah, no. After I think about that, no. Um, well, I mean, if anybody's going to bite anybody's ear, it's obviously the dirtiest player in the league, right? Who? Well, the one Simone. That's suspended? Oh, wait, he's not playing. The one, the so, one that's suspended. <laughs> so I guess we can't even call Hamilton Mike Tyson, can we? <laughs> the two teams that have given up the least points, but have also scored. The most points. The Bombers have trailed for a total of nine minutes and twenty-four seconds this season. <laughs> is that is that any good? Not even a full quarter. 
That's insane. Uh, the Brandon Banks, or yeah, we I think we can start calling the Brandon Banks. He's on pace for Ugh. 21 touchdowns. The record is 23. Brazilian tie. Who has Milk the record? Stiegel. Oh, Milk you know, Stiegel. you got you got to get up a lot earlier than 6 p.m. to beat me with that one. <laughs> and the Tie Cats are four and seven off the bye since 2014. Not the best. Let's mm-hmm. start with Winnipeg. Chris Matthews was stabbed <laughs> over the weekend. With a pencil. I shouldn't laugh, but... We shouldn't, but... When, when you hear Come that on. he was stabbed, but then you also read that he was practicing. Like, how does this work? But then you read that it was with a pencil. Yeah, and, and you can't get lead poisoning from a pencil, so... Now, what did you have to say okay. about Winnipeg when I told you? Nothing. Not not going there. <laughs> don't 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 drive this bus over me and then back it up. <laughs> He's not going to start again this week. Kenny the King Lawler comes in twenty five hundred dollars. Had a touchdown last week, and it looks like other than that, no changes on offense for the Blue Bombers. Uh, Would you change anything on the offense right now with with Winnipeg? There's no point, but here's the thing. Doesn't this whole Chris Matthews situation remind you of the Adarius Bowman situation last year? Mm. I could see see the comparisons. Is he going to be with this team on Canadian Thanksgiving? Let's just call it Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, we have some American friends that listen, and that's way too close to the Grey Cup. So, <laughs> well, um, that's a really good question. It, you know, if God forbid Darwin Adams or Drew Latarski go down, right. I think they kind of right. have to keep him. But right now, he seems very expendable. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch last week. I guess this one kind of seems like another situation where he could play, but. Kenny the King has outplayed him so far, so he continues to get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we're going to see Adam Big Hill, but that's all I'm going to say because we've been saying that for basically a month. Well, and... it's probably just a veteran's day at practice, right? <laughs> all of a sudden he's on the six-game injured list and has a surgery <laughs> on his orbital bone. <laughs> orbital bone. Jesus. <laughs> Who is he? Who is he, a junior A hockey player at Amigos and Lloyd? So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if he plays. Uh, it'll probably be five minutes before game time. Uh, we go to the Hamilton where Malik Irons is working with the first team offense again. They've got mm-hmm. some enforcements on the offensive line. Chris Van Zyl is back practicing. Darius Siraco ended up leaving practice on Tuesday, but was back on Wednesday, so that's good news. And there was a scare in practice for Tabby's fans on Tuesday when Delvin Bro seemed to tweak his back and he left the field limping a little bit. But really he, living up to the senior on the end of his name, eh? Yeah, <laughs> it looked like he came back and he was good to go. This is a really interesting game. I... I is this one that you want to avoid when it comes to fantasy, or you want to just load up? Uh, that I don't know. Um, because the no, Ticats, they've given up two passing touchdowns. Winnipeg has given yeah. up four. Like, 
But both these offenses can it seems that they can score at will. But right. both defenses have shown that they can make stop. And it, this game is just going to be an absolute bare knuckle boxing match, slugfest, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. It's going to be so good. Um, I'm actually not going to go out. I'm going to stay home and watch it at home uh, because uh, as anybody that's listened to us since the start of the season knows that this is our Grey Cup preview, uh, and I think it's going to live up to it. So both teams have given up a combined six passing touchdowns. BC has given up 12. Yeah, and like 100 sacks. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Mike Riley. So he had his chance to come out of the game last week. Yeah, he did. He did. This is going to come down to. Uh, it's going to come down Whoever to the trenches. Care of the football. Yeah, and Whoever it's going to come down to football. Coming down to that. Now, here's the difference: yeah. the Ticats have given up eight rushing touchdowns. The Bombers have given up zero. And that's with Adam Big Hill missing a big chunk of time. Yeah. And the Ticats so, are going to be without Simone Lawrence. It looks like Nicholas mm-hmm. Shorthill is getting the reps at uh, that spot. So Andrew Harris, I know he's ten thousand dollars. He might be, he might be not a bad pick for Friday night in yeah. Hamilton. And that offensive line that Winnipeg has uh, is just so good. And with Andrew Harris behind them, makes them seem even better uh, in his career. <clears throat> Sorry, against Hamilton, he averages 13.5, which is right around his average of 14.5. He's played 17 games against Hamilton. So it's a pretty good sample size. You kind of know what you're going to get. A uh, little overpriced at 10000 but, I mean, there is that opportunity for him to break, uh, you know, one or two runs for for a touchdown and, and score those extra six points. Ticats are averaging 37.4 points a game. The Bombers, 34.5. That does include a 64-point game for the Ticats. Mm-hmm. So where's the over-under here? I almost want to put it at 65.5 for total points. I think that's too high with the two defenses that they're going to have. Both, both teams' defenses have proven that they, they can shut teams down. Uh, they're they're going to have to find creative ways to score. Uh, and I, I think the defenses are are gonna are gonna keep this game pretty. I don't want to say like in the teens, but I don't I don't see I don't see it going into the sixties. So you got the under. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's go to BC Place, where the Riders are three and a half point favorites over the Lions. Solomon Elamimian is ten tackles away from passing Greg Battle for seventh on the all time list, and for his return to BC Place. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility that Elamimian gets to that point. Now, here's the category that the Lions lead in. They have the most first downs as an offense in the Canadian Football League. Uh, how does that okay. work? How many, how, many, how many points do you get for a first down? Well, zero. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't have the number in front of me. But I kind of wonder if it's because they're working with uh, long field all the time. Uh, yeah, um, that could be, be it too. Because they're and net we, punting. Yeah, they're last it's, in the CFL. Oh, Their special teams yeah, so are a mess bad. right now. Um, but we saw with Mike Riley in Edmonton the last couple of years, have, with no special teams, no return. Oh yeah, those long fields. He was putting up those gaudy numbers. 
Yep. Right? So it's this, it's almost the same idea here. No return game. I mean, yeah, great. You signed Ryan Lankford so he can screw up again for another team <laughs> and, and give you a long field uh, to deal with uh, to try to try to score points. And I, it, it's, I mean, the more – usually the more snaps a team takes on offense, you know, they're controlling the game. But for BC, it's the worst possible thing because guys go down and Mike Riley gets hurt. Or not hurt, but he gets hit. So it's almost like they they, like they want the ball, but they got to make drives quick. Uh, they got to get the ball out of his hand uh, quicker and, and find some way to protect him because last week was not good for that offensive line. Let's go to Saskatchewan, where a lot of the news at practice this week was uh, surrounding the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Philip Blake has graded out as their best offensive lineman so far this season, but he's out six to eight weeks with a broken leg. But Darius Bladek looks like he was ready to go last week. He's going to step right in at left guard. The guy who's usually in that spot is Brandon Labatt. Looks like they're talking about maybe he has a uh, uh, a hip injury. He was back at practice, but still three to four weeks away. And there's been no decision on Brett Lowther or Katie Cannon as to whether they're going to be playing on Saturday. We go to BC, where... We talk about the struggles on the offensive line. <laughs> but this is not good because Joel Figueroa and Suk Jung are injured. They're in danger mm-hmm. of missing this game. Hunter Stewart and J.S. Waugh also dealing with injuries. They can't afford to have four guys that have started games this year be dealing with injuries. You, you know who can afford it? The Riders? <laughs> My bet three sixty five account. Oh no! Are you going because all in on the riders? Because I don't I, like the feeling of that. I I'm not going all in. Like, <laughs> I'm not stupid. It is the riders. They've let me down before. Uh, but I mean, if they got the the injuries BC has right now on their old line, uh, and even if Figaro and Chung play, I mean, they're obviously not going to be at a hundred percent. That just opens the door for for another week where Mike Riley takes a beating. Yeah, this is uh, not a good situation that they have there. They actually brought in offensive tackle Avery Jordan, who was with the Hamilton Tiger Cats for a look. They brought him in on Monday, and they sent him home without a contract because uh, apparently he was too light. So he is not going to be with the Lions. They also brought in defensive back Preston Butler. (laughs) That's not something I've heard before. No, as we're talking about seeing who can eat the most hot dogs on Thursday night. <laughs> uh, they also brought in defensive back Kresden Butler, mm-hmm. who uh, spent time with uh, the Argos already this season, but was let go. John White was dealing with an ankle injury last week. We'll see if uh, he's still dealing with it again here. Uh, Brandon Rutley, if he starts, could be a nice cheap option. I thought he looked pretty good for the Lions last week when they gave him the ball. So (laughs) you'd think that they would run the ball 20 or 25 times a game to try and help the offensive line out instead of running, you know, routes that are 45 yards down the field that take a few seconds to develop, but (laughs) apparently not. Just take your logic and leave. There's no it room is for not that welcome here. here. <laughs> it is not welcome here. <laughs> uh, Brandon Rutley and John White, fantasy wise, are the same running back, uh, but Brandon Rutley is almost three thousand dollars cheaper. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I uh, the the fifty fifty for this one. The pot starts at a hundred thousand dollars. So I, uh, I to- that's why I want to go to this game, and you have to work. You have to drive to BC and then buy your fifty fifty ticket online. I only have a few hours to the border because. I tried to buy a 50-50 ticket online, but it knew my location that I was in Alberta. I, I, I have some hookups in BC. Okay, nice. We should send them some money because if I drive, I'd have to drive just past Lake Louise. Yep. And then uh, I'd be able to <laughs> mask ta- as a BC uh, resident. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. I, I, come to, I come to Red Deer on Friday night. We fly out Saturday morning. You you call in sick. We go to the game. We win the fifty fifty. We come home and it's all good. <laughs> now, if I win the fifty fifty, that would be worth it. Yeah, like that. Well, that's the, that's the mindset you got to have. Is that we're going to win? <laughs> yeah, I don't see what the issue is here. You're not as much of a degenerate as I am, though, either. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I I am so innocent. It's not even funny. Okay. <laughs> Okay, what the riders need here is some consistency. They they can't have the up and down stuff, the uh you know, the mental mistakes a little bit. So, mm-hmm. Fajardo it's tough to beat a team twice in a row, so I don't think yep. anybody should be riding off the Lions here. They should be fired up. But they should have been fired up the past couple weeks when Calgary went to BC place when uh, they were in Regina, it just really hasn't worked out for them. So they really need to get their special teams on track. But the riders, we need to see some consistency from uh, Cody Fajardo and I think the receivers. And well, and the receivers will be a big reason whether or not Fajardo is consistent or not. Right. Uh, right. I, I mean, if you're going to... Granted, if he's throwing and they're uncatchable balls, that's a different story. But if balls are going through guys' hands or hitting them in the chest and they're not catching it, it's going to make Fajardo look bad, right? The numbers will reflect that he had a crappy game when in reality it's it's the receivers. I think the offense as a whole uh, needs needs to be consistent and, and you know they need to sustain drives and they got to get points. We can't you can't have drives that take up you know five six minutes and you come away with nothing. That that's that's not a recipe for success. What I'm also interested to see with the riders is how William Powell does, because he's been sort of a non-factor mm-hmm. over the last uh, little while here. He had 11 carries for 47 yards against the Lions last week. Against Calgary, he had 3.6 yards a carry. And then against Toronto, he did have 77 yards on 15 carries, but no uh, no touchdowns and uh, he did add 35 receiving yards there, but he hasn't been worth the price tag on uh, TSN CFL Fantasy since maybe week one, and mm-hmm. he hasn't been the dominating back we've come to know from his days in Ottawa. Well, and you know, averaging 16.9 in the four games that he's played against BC, his career average is 16.2. So, I mean, the price point's right if that's what he puts up. Uh, but you know when, when they signed when they signed Powell in the off season, both you and I said this is great. It's going to take a lot of pressure off of Zach Kalaros, uh, you know who who seemed to struggle when healthy last year. This is going to give the offense a whole nother 
a whole different uh, aspect that they can they can they can use and and you know start to beat teams down and then use the pass to to finish the job. But we haven't seen it, and it's kind of disappointing. And I don't know if it's game plan or game situation that's dictating that. But we've seen it's not just the riders. Like I mean, CJ Gable got eight carries last week. Uh, we've seen teams rush the ball seven times total this year. Like I just don't get it. Uh, they won't commit to a to the run. It's almost like having uh, he who shall not be named back as OC. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like, like you said, yeah, he hasn't. Like week one might have been the best we've seen him this year, and they just seem to to be non-committal to the run game right now. He does have three rushing touchdowns on the season. William Stanback is the other leading running back. He has four. Well, C.J. Gable and Andrew Harris have none so far. So I, I kind of wonder, swinging back to the Winnipeg and Hamilton game, Maybe Strebler is a nice little option uh, because he seems to be the guy getting the carries in the red zone or at least at the goal mm-hmm. line for the Bombers. Well, Matt Nichols in his starts averages 15.6 points. Strebler averages 27.1. When he does start, it's 24.6. <laughs> wow. I guess 27.1 in, in all games, 24.6 when he does start. So this year he hasn't started, uh, but he is averaging. Uh, that's points per third. He's averaging 10.2 points a game as a backup quarterback. That's crazy, man. Right? And he's at just under $5,900. I don't think it's worth it. But if he scores two touchdowns, you're laughing. All right. Uh, who do you got winning the games this week? I think this is a pretty tough week. Uh, okay. So Calgary, uh, obviously John Jennings is starting for Ottawa. I think it's a no-brainer. Toronto beats Edmonton. Uh, Winnipeg wins and covers the spread because they are 5-0 and against the spread this year. And Saskatchewan goes into BC and beats up Mike Riley again. So we got the Stampeders. I'm kind of torn on the Toronto and Edmonton game right now. At this time, I will take the Eskimos. Uh, Friday, I'm going to take the Bombers. Saturday, I'm going to I'm going to stick with the Riders, but I I could see the Lions stealing that one as well because. But by, by the time kickoff rolls around tomorrow night at 7:30, I'll have your mind changed to Toronto. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm notorious. Uh, Last season, I was messing with stuff nonstop. This season, I've done it once and left it alone. So let's go to our fantasy lineups. The Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy Challenge is you against Safamod from Piffle's Podcast. I'm taking on Rod from the Wood Cookie Sawcast. What's your lineup look like? Uh, Cody Fajardo, Brandon Burks, Kadeem Carey, Darvin Adams, Shaq Evans, Nick Dembski, and I'm actually starting a defense this week in the Calgary Stampeders. I'm back on the defense train as well. Cody Fajardo, Brandon Burks, Malik Irons, Brandon Banks, Shaq Evans, Kenny the King Lawler. I am his biggest fan. I'm putting him in my lineup. I am putting my money where my mouth is. He is your, he is your Taylor Loeffler. He is. He is. And I uh, got the Edmonton Eskimos uh, defense. But the big thing here is Brandon Banks. He might score more points 
in this game than my entire lineup last week. Uh, in his 10 games against Winnipeg in his career, he's averaged 14.4. Overpriced at $14,000 at that rate, but uh, you know, with his returns, uh, the return possibilities if he does get those touches and the fact that he can basically break any play uh, into a touchdown just adds to the fact that, yeah, that, that number could go way up. Basically, I've just been pissed off with how my fantasy season is going, so I'm, well, just, you're taking, telling me. I'm just taking banks. And then if he gets me, like, four points, then I'll just uh, burn my phone and uh, throw my TV off my uh, condo balcony. I like it. I like it. <laughs> going going dark. <laughs> Who are you recommending uh, this week at quarterback, running back, and receiver? Uh, Cody Fajardo is actually the top uh, quarterback for average this week at 23.8. Mike Riley comes in at 21.2. Uh, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole, though, just the way that his offensive line is right now. Uh, Jeremiah Masoli at 19.9. Running backs is kind of a dog's breakfast because of injuries and who's starting and who's not. Uh, so William Powell at 16.9 and Andrew Harris at 13.5. Uh, and then Deron Carter, and this number is so skewed, and it's every week he's at the top, it seems, but it's 23.6. Uh, he's not going to get that. Uh, Eric Rogers at 17.4 and Brian Burnham at 16.5. All right, we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Check out all the great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. I want to point you in the direction of That's a Thing, a podcast uh, (laughs) hosted by (laughs) Elizabeth and her mom, Karen. I love that this show exists because she basically explains media to her mom. I, man, oh boy. I, I would love a Brazilian Thai podcast with his mom. I think that would be the best. Hard pass. <laughs> well, mom, Elizabeth I know you're listening. It. Mom, I know you're listening. I love you, but no. <laughs> well, Elizabeth does it, so check out That's a Thing at albertapodcastnetwork.com along with all the other uh, great shows. And if you want tickets for any game in the Canadian Football League in Week 7, seatgiant.ca. You can use the promo code APN. It's in Canadian dollars, Canadian website. Even if you want to go to a game in the States, a concert in the States, seatgiant.ca, got the Canadian dollars on there. And the promo code APN, that's going to save you 5%. And you're also going to support the Alberta Podcast Network in the process as well. The over-under on Brazilian Thai hot dogs at Commonwealth Stadium Thursday night is set at four and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. I could, four and a half. I'm taking the over all day. Six and a half. What are you gonna take? It's not fair. You can't. I need to bet on it on the side because you can bet on yourself. You set the line, and I'll tell you what to bet. <laughs> because you can bet on yourself, you cheater. No, I won't bet. I won't bet on my. I won't bet. Okay. Okay. Are you gonna have more beers or more hot dogs? Oh, definitely hot dogs. I got to drive home. <laughs> there we but go, buddy. That that te- if I eat if I eat like nine hot dogs, that tempo on the hill by Ardrossan is in for a rude awakening when I get there. <laughs> Man, don't they lock those after eleven now? Well, 
If they do, I guess they're going to get a surprise somewhere else. <laughs> it's been multiple times where you show up. Bathroom. Uh, no, we, you can't use it. Okay, well. Uh. <laughs> then I'm not buying anything. Ooh, chocolate-covered almonds. <laughs> oh, my God, pickled eggs? <laughs> oh, yeah, from a gas station. That's exactly where I want to buy my pickled eggs. <laughs> Rate and review and subscribe on any podcatcher out there. We'll talk to you Monday morning. Enjoy Week 7. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.